0: This morning, I would like to, just for a few moments, for us to consider one verse this morning. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 is what we're going to focus on. As always, the great number is three. There is three points. I just want to pull from this one verse. And the verse reads, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. I was struck this week as I was having a look, as I was thinking with remembrance in mind, the words that were written inside the New Testament that were given to every British soldier by King George going into World War II. And I thought these words were just fantastic. It says this To all in my forces, by sea or land or in the air, and indeed to all my people engaged in the defence of the realm. I commend the reading of this book. For centuries, the Bible has been a wholesome and strengthening influence in our national life, and it behoves us in these momentous days to turn with renewed faith to this divine source of comfort and inspiration. How we pray that our land would turn again to view the world like this. This morning, I just want to look at three things. I want to look at freedom, perseverance, and learning from the past. This verse is positioned here at the beginning of chapter 5. Because it is there to remind the people that are reading it of what comes first. Of what they have in Christ. Because they're being distracted. Firstly and simply. For freedom, Christ has set us free. We live in a country that gives us a lot of freedom. Though it doesn't always feel like it, we have, to some extent, freedom of speech. We have freedom of religion. We have freedom to vote or not to vote. We have freedom to choose what we eat. We have uh, freedom to choose what we wear. And today, we remember that that freedom came at a cost. It came at a massive cost. Did you know that in the 3,421 years of recorded history, there are only 268 without war somewhere in the world? And did you know since World War II, there has only been 26 days on this planet that there has not been war There is always freedom to fight for. There is always oppression that needs fought. There is always evil that needs slain. And I was struck by this story this week. A man, a man called Terry Wake, he was the former uh, assistant to the Archbishop of Canterbury, but he went to Lebanon to go and try and uh, negotiate the release of four hostages. And it didn't go very well for him. He got taken as hostage. And he describes in his book this what it is for him to be chained to a wall and allowed to go to a bathroom once a day. He was chained to a radiator for 1,763 days, almost four years. And I was struck what a sense of freedom that must have been after four years of sitting chained to a radiator, no longer being And it got me thinking of something of the enormity of freedom, of how important it is, of actually what it means for us. But as Christians, we know the greatest freedom. We know a freedom that is greater than can come from any war. That there is a freedom that is greater that can come from any earthly victory. And you know, as we look around our world, as we look around at people we know, as we look at the news, all around us we see people that do not know true freedom. We see people that are consumed by addiction. We know people that are consumed by their poor life choices, by their poor decisions. People that are surrounded in darkness. Some suffering the consequences not of what they have done, but the decisions and actions of others those that only know darkness. All around us we see people that do not know what it is to be free. To not know freedom in Jesus is slavery. To not know freedom is slavery. And this is sin there is no freedom in sin. There is no true freedom in this world outside of Jesus. Why? Because mankind is full of sin. But the beauty of this verse, the beauty of the Bible, and the beauty of Jesus is that we do not have to be slaves to sin. We do not have to try and fight a losing battle because Jesus came to set us free, and He has won that victory. Jesus came to give us the ultimate freedom, not a temporary freedom, but an eternal freedom, not a partial freedom, but a complete freedom, not a freedom with conditions, but a freedom with no small print. There is no way for us as people to gain freedom. There is no way that we can pull ourselves out of our sinfulness, There is no way for us to escape the awful things of this world. But the message of Jesus is that in his goodness and in his power, he came to set us free. Humanity is not free. We are all in sin. We live in a world that is full of it. But God sent his son. God sent Jesus Christ into this world so that we no longer have to face the consequences of the fear and the slavery that we are under to sin. Because the wages of sin is death. But God loves us. And God made a way for us. And we see that the only perfect man that ever walked this planet was persecuted and killed in the most horrendous of ways to take the weight of my sin and your sin. Freedom comes at a cost. The purpose of today is to remember the massive cost that it took on our nations, on the allies, and other wars and battles outside of that in this world. But we come together on a Sunday, on this Lord's Day, to remember the ultimate cost, of the perfect sacrifice. I love the words of John eight thirty six. The Son shall set you free, and you shall be free indeed. This is the message of Jesus today, that whatever we find ourselves, whatever we find ourselves battling, Jesus has already won the victory over it. That there is a greater future, that there is more to come, than there is better than what is right in front of us. Why? Because Jesus has given us Freedom. Do you know true freedom this morning? Do you know Jesus is your own Lord and Savior? <clears throat> Secondly, stand firm, therefore, persevere. Standing firm is often the key to winning battles. How long can our men hold the line? How long can they dig deep? How long can they persevere? You must stand your ground before you can move forward. General Eisenhower once said, what is a terrible thing? But if you're going to get into it, you've got to get into it all the way. Freedom takes perseverance. The freedom we enjoy is because of those that gave so much and I think of the picture of the trenches in World War I. I think of uh, these places that were what, uh, six foot wide and ten foot high. Thousands and thousands of miles of these things. Mud up to your knees. When it rained, there was rain so high, so high that you could drown in it. And there they were in winter as the snow fell in minus ten. As everything freezes, as your food freezes, as your clothes freeze, some of your body parts begin to freeze. That is an incredible example of standing firm. What does it mean for us as Christians to stand firm? We find it hard to stand firm as Christians. We find it hard to persevere and to draw our lines and to not compromise. I love the words of J.C. Ryle that massively challenge me. The saddest symptom about so-called Christians is the utter absence of anything like conflict and fight in their Christianity. If we are committed to living lives that follow Jesus, we must fight sinfulness. We must fight our bad habits. We must fight what is dark in our lives. It is not enough for us to merely think that we will sail through this life. It is not enough for us to turn up to church once, twice a week and think that we're done, to think that that is it. But spiritual warfare, taking control of what is in front of us, the irony of us taking control of that battle is us letting go of control and giving it to Jesus. We cannot be those Christians. We cannot be those Christians that are half-hearted, that think that we can just sail through it. God's got me. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. That can't be us. Why? Because Jesus paid the ultimate price so that you could live more than that. Don't go back to your sinfulness, but stand and persevere for Christ. It's important for our survival as Christians that we realize when we become a Christian, we are entering into a battle. That daily we are engaging with an unseen enemy that seeks to destroy us and everything around us that is good. We must be strong in the law. We must put on the armor that God gives us so that we can stand firm against the enemy. We can only do this because of point one, because we are free people. We don't become more free the more we persevere, but we persevere because we are free. The greatest example of perseverance we see is Jesus. The man that had so many opportunities if he wanted to walk away from what was in front of him when he was on earth, but instead he went through every single bit of it for me and for you. And the greatest comfort in that, in the standing form and the perseverance, as difficult and as lonely and as hard as that could be, is that God promises to be with you in that. And thirdly, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Learn from the past. I'm sure most of us know what a yoke is, but it's a bit of wood that's put between two ox so that they can pull a really heavy cart. So a big bit of wood so that they're going in the same direction, they're moving together, but it's heavy. It's really, really heavy. You imagine chucking on a bag full of weights and walking around with it all the time. It's heavy and it's difficult and it's hard and it's a burden upon our shoulder. So what this is saying is, do you know what? Because you've become free, this massive heavy bit of wood that's been weighing you down is gone because you're free in Jesus. So why on earth would you put it back on again? Why on earth would you give in to your sinfulness? Why on earth would you go back to being a slave of sinfulness when you are free in Jesus? Do you know, some of us maybe today as Christians need to hear that the burden and the consequences of your sin have already been lifted from you. Why would you put the burden of sin back upon yourself? Why would we want to live in any way apart from in the freedom that Jesus gives us? We know what it's like to live a life without Jesus. Why would we want to return to that? Today, again, we come together to remember and to learn from the past. We come and we learn from the things that have happened in the decades and centuries that have gone Before us. The consequences of war. Is great. And we recognize. That it is needed in circumstances. But we want to learn. From the past. The burden of sin. And of slavery is gone. Do not put it back on. Not even for a while. But look back on it. Look back before you knew Jesus. If you've been a Christian for most of your life, all it takes is to look outside of yourself to see what it is to not know Jesus and how that sinfulness weighs. I became a Christian when I was 18, and before that, there was lots of things going on around me, and I thought, you know what? I was really struggling. I was really angry. I was really hurt, and I thought, you know, there's lots of stuff in this world that looks awesome, so I'm just gonna go do it all, and I did. I had a I thought I was having a great time. I went with my friends and did loads of things I shouldn't have done, got in lots of trouble that I shouldn't have gotten. And do you know what was interesting? All this stuff that promised me so much, that promised me so much freedom, this weight and this burden that was on my shoulders just get heavier and heavier and heavier so i thought Do you know what let's give it a few more months let's keep going let's keep doing this stuff let's keep getting deeper and deeper into the things of the world and further away from god but still the burden get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier that's what sin does to us it's what addiction does to us that's what difficult The things that we battle, the sin that we battle, if we give in, that's what it does. The yoke gets heavier and heavier. But who the Son has set free shall be free indeed. Jesus sets us free. Jesus set me free. Jesus lifted that yoke from me. And He has lifted it from you. And if He has not yet lifted the burden of sin from you this morning, He can do that for you. Doesn't mean that things are easier. Doesn't mean that we don't face hard circumstances. But what it does mean is that we can live in a free and full relationship with Jesus. Knowing that there is more to come than what we face on earth. Knowing that there is a new heaven and a new earth. Knowing that there is a place without suffering. But there is a way to endure this life and to live a life that is prosperous and is good for God. Jesus sets us free. Where are you this morning? Is your yoke gone and are you living in the freedom that Christ has given you? If so, keep going, persevere, love that freedom, spend time knowing God because it is awesome. Or maybe this morning your yoke is so heavy you are buckling under the weight of your own sinfulness and your own shame. The good news is you don't have to. Because the good news of Jesus is that he sets us free. How easy is it for us to lose sight of God? How easy is it for us to lose sight of the freedom that Jesus has brought? the freedom over the grave, the victory over death and sin. Never, ever lose sight. Focus on our God. Leave it all with Him. Through Christ we have been set free and we are no longer slaves to sin. I love just the verse, that, uh, verse 13 in chapter 5 there, that it just sums all of this up, that you've been called to freedom. Don't use your freedom to sin. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go back when you know what it is to be holy and good with God, but instead love one another and serve one another? Do you know this morning the true freedom that only comes from Jesus? Are you as a Christian standing firm in your faith and persevering? Turn to Jesus. Our desire this morning is to see nations come before Jesus, to see our own nation come before Jesus, to see multitudes come to know him, how our world would be transformed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the wonderful news of the gospel of Jesus. That although this world is full of darkness and sinfulness, that there is a way, that there is freedom from that. And that freedom is only found in Jesus. The one, the perfect man, the unblemished lamb of God that came into this world, that gave himself for all those who believe so that we might be set free. Lord, would you challenge us to live in that freedom? Lord, would we want to live lives that are obedient to you, not half-hearted, not out of routine, but out of our love for you, for all that you have done for us. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God, that you are a God that has given us so much we could never repay. Lord, we worship you this morning for who you are, Amen.